Welcome to the Watoto Church Podcast. Prepare your heart as we explore scripture and delve into the Word of God. God, we thank you that when you speak to us, you encourage us, you inspire us. So speak to us right now through your word in Jesus' name. And everybody says, Amen. Amen. And our friends who are joining us online or, or on air, we are so grateful that today you're a part of this great service. Can we welcome them in a special way? Come on with a round of applause. Now, Pastor Brian has told you I'm a father. So, yes, I'm a spiritual father by virtue of being a pastor <laughs> at Watoto Church, and that's a privilege. But I am also a father who God has blessed with children, two children. The first one, yeah. The eldest is Sela Seresio Ule, who turns five in the middle of October. And then Sion Branch Oule, who is now three and a half. Now, Branch is the name that Sela gave her brother, B-R-A-N-C-H. Now, as a parent, as a father, I want the best for my children. I want my children to have a good future. I want my children to become something, to become somebody in life. I want my children to succeed in life. I want the dreams that God has placed in the, in the lives of my children, in the hearts of my children to become a reality. And I know as a parent, as a grand, grandpa, a grandma, as a guardian, a person who is looking after children, as a person who looks forward to having children one day, you want the best for your children. Your children now and your, and your children in future. You want them to have a better future. You want them to become somebody. You want them to become something in life. You want them to succeed in life. You want them to become great men and great women before God one day. But listen to me. The best gift, the best thing you can do for your child is to help them to have a relationship with God, their creator. That is the best thing you can do for your child. That is the best inheritance you can pass on to your child. Why? Because God, who gives us children, children come from God, not so. He who gives us children knows what is best for our children and has, he has the best for our children. God has the best plans for your child, for your children, for my children. God has the best future for your child, for your children, for my children. God's intentions for our children are the best. Now, in Mark, in Matthew and Mark, there's something that Jesus said to his disciples. Something important. And we're going to read it together in Matthew chapter 19 and Mark chapter 10. So we'll start in Matthew chapter 19 from verse 13 to 15. 
Then people brought little children to Jesus for him to place his hands on them and pray for them. But the disciples rebuked the people, the parents. But Jesus said, let the little children come to me and do not hinder them. For the kingdom of heaven belongs to such as these. When he had placed his hands on them, he went on from there. Let's read what Mark says in Mark chapter 10 from verse 13 to 16. People were bringing little children to Jesus for him to place his hands on them. But the disciples rebuked them. When Jesus saw this, he was indignant. He was angry. He was upset. He was vexed. He said to the disciples, let the little children come to me and do not hinder them. For the kingdom of God belongs to such as these. Truly I tell you, anyone who will not receive the kingdom of God like a little child. Because children are obedient. Children are teachable. Children are trusting Children are dependable. Brother, children depend on other people. So anyone who will not receive the kingdom of God like a little child will never enter it. And he took the children in his arms, placed his hands on them, and blessed them. Can we give the Lord a hand clap of praise for his word? Wow. So, today, we want to talk about letting the children come to Jesus. Letting the children come to Jesus, who loves them, who cares for them, who thinks about them, who has a plan for them, who has the best for them, and knows what is best for them. In the day of Jesus, when he was here on earth, It was the practice of the Jewish parents to take their children to synagogues, to places of worship, to be prayed for and blessed by elders. Now, most of the Jews, except the religious leaders, viewed Jesus. They saw Jesus as the Messiah. They saw Jesus as the great rabbi, the great teacher, a teacher like no other, a rabbi like no other. He taught with authority. That no one else had. Most people saw Jesus as a miracle worker. As the healer. The ministry of Jesus touched the lives of people incredibly. And so, parents wanted this Jesus. Who attached the lives of many. To pray for their children. And bless them. So they bring the children to Jesus. But there was a problem. The disciples thought children going to Jesus would be a distraction to Jesus. Would distract Jesus from what is more important. From what is better. They did not want Jesus. They did not want the children to come into contact with Jesus. They thought you you children are not really important. I think that's the way we sometimes think. We think children are not important. Children are second-rate citizens. But Jesus demonstrates something to us. 
he became indignant with the attitude of the disciples. And he rebuked them. Oh, he rebuked them. He was angry with them because they were standing in the way of the children coming to him. Jesus wanted the children to come to him. To have an encounter with him. He wanted the children to experience him. So why did Jesus tell his disciples, let the children come to me. Don't hinder them. Don't stop them from coming to me. Number one. Children are precious to God. Those children who the parents brought and wanted Jesus to pray for and bless were important to Jesus. They were precious to Jesus. Jesus saw them as human beings made in the image of God. So, Matthew chapter 18, verse 5. Jesus says this. And anyone who welcomes a little child like this on my behalf. Remember the child he placed among the disciples. Anyone who welcomes a child, a little child like this on my behalf. Is welcoming me. That is the importance that Jesus attaches to children. Also in Matthew chapter 18 verse 10. Jesus said. See that you do not despise. You do not look down on these little ones. For I tell you that in heaven. Their angels always see the face of my father who is in heaven. What does that mean? Well, what that meant. What Jesus was telling his disciples. Was that, hey, in heaven, those children have angels who represent them before God and speak on their behalf. And that means God pays special attention to children. God has a heart for children. God has a plan for children. God has a purpose for every child's life. So children are precious to God. That's why here at Watoto Church, children are not peripheral to the life of the church. Children are at the center of everything Watoto Church does. We are called Watoto for a reason, for a purpose. Because we intentionally want to raise children as Godly transformational leaders. That's why we have children's church. And today, this weekend, we have, we have dedicated this weekend to children to highlight the importance of the children in church. It's also the reason we have, we have Watoto homes to raise vulnerable children, to care for and raise vulnerable children as the next generation of godly transformational leaders. But can I say something? Children are not the church of tomorrow. Children are the church of today. I thought you'd give the Lord a hand clap for praise for that. So they are precious to God. Number two, why did Jesus tell his disciples to let let them come to let the children come to him. Hell, it's because children, children can have a relationship with God just like adults can have a relationship with God. Ooh, Jesus said this. 
Whoever causes one of these little ones who believes in me, who has a relationship with me, who follows me, whoever causes them to sin, it would be better for him to have a great millstone fastened, tied around their neck, and to be drowned in the depth of the sea. Wow! God wants our children to have a relationship with him. You know what? God doesn't want your child just to follow your God. God wants your child to follow their personal God. A God with whom they have a relationship. That's why we have a responsibility to let our children come to Christ at an early age. By the way, I gave my life to Jesus when I was a six-year-old. My grandmother... Ooh, we is my number one human hero. He's the one who led me to Jesus one night. She said, she didn't call me Calvin because, well, she couldn't pronounce that name. So she called me Ole. Would you like to give your life to Jesus? And I gave my life to Jesus that night as a six year old. And I tell you what, I am who I am today because of that decision that I made to follow Jesus. Can I read another scripture? Matthew 18, 14. In that, in that portion of scripture, Jesus said, It is not the will of my Father who is in heaven that one of these little ones should perish. So can I just ask, by show of hand, who of you gave your life to Jesus when you are a child? Just raise your hand. And even you online, you can just click. And uh, uh, click an icon there and show us that, you know, you gave your life to Jesus when you're a child. Can we appreciate everybody who gave their life to Jesus when they were a child? Look at what God has done in your life and for your life. I mean, a story is told of a certain evangelist who after preaching powerfully and made an altar call and some people gave their lives to Jesus at the end of the evangelistic meeting, he asked his, his, his ashes, the ashes, that how many people give their lives to Jesus? And the response of the ashes were, was, there were two and a half people. And so the evangelist asked, what, what do you mean? They said, well, there were two adults and one child. And the evangelist turned to them and told them, no, there were three people. Children are people. Lastly, why did Jesus tell his disciples to let the children come to him? Well, it's because the kingdom of God, wow, the kingdom of God belongs to children as well as, as, well as it belongs to adults. Jesus told his disciples, let the little children come to me and do not hinder them. For the kingdom of heaven belongs to such as these. Oh, we used to sing a song here. Pastor Brian, remember, don't you want to be a part of the kingdom? Don't you want to be a part of the kingdom? Now, I was going to sing it, but my voice is rushed. So I will not do that. Wow. But can I tell you something? Hey, God says to to the children, don't you want to be a part of my kingdom? Don't you want to be a part of my kingdom? Don't you want to be a part of my kingdom? Come on, come on, come on, come on, come on, everybody. Come every, come on, every child. That's what God says to our children. The kingdom of God belongs to children. And because the kingdom belongs to them, then they are agents of God's kingdom. 
God uses them to advance his kingdom. Wow. Now, what does letting children come to Jesus mean to us? That's very important. What does it mean to us today? Letting children come to Christ means we become the enablers of our children to come into a relationship with Jesus. We don't stand in the way of our children coming to know Christ. We don't, we don't obstruct them from coming to Jesus. We don't distract them from coming to Jesus. We don't stand in the way of them coming to Jesus. Instead, we need to encourage them to come to Jesus. We need to usher them into a relationship with Jesus. We need to lead them into a relationship with Jesus. That is what God is calling us as parents, as grandparents, as caretakers of children, as guardians of children, as teachers. We need to enable our children to know God early in life. So it saddens me when I hear in some parts of the world that the gospel should not be preached in schools. God must be out of our education. Can I tell you something? What some governments are doing is they are standing in the way of children coming into a relationship with God. But let me tell you, ladies and gentlemen, if we don't let children, if we don't lead children to Christ, if we don't influence them to fear God, to live for God, to believe in Jesus and worship the true God, we will raise godless children. We will, we will raise corrupt men and women, lawless men and women. I'm telling you, the next generation will be lawless, will be, will be self-centered, will be corrupt will be men and women who propagate injustice. So, we need to do our part in helping the children come to Jesus, become God-fearing, become godly people, godly men and women. Oh, if we had a nation that is God-fearing, We would not be where we are today. We would not be talking about corruption in government offices, but also in the marketplace. I tell you what, we need a generation that fears God in this nation, on this continent, and in every part of the world. So, we are called to be enablers of our children to come to Christ. How do we then do that? That's what I'm ending with. How do we do that? How can we influence our children to come to Christ? Number one, share the gospel with them. Tell them about Jesus. Very simple. Use the language they understand to tell them about Jesus. Mark chapter 16 verse, uh, chapter 16, verse 15 says this, and then He told them, Jesus told the disciples, go into the whole world and preach the good news to everyone. Everyone includes children. Listen, parent, guardian, uncle, auntie, grandma, grandpa, it's your responsibility to tell children about Christ. Share the gospel with them so that they can give their lives to Jesus. All right? 
Now, if you love Jesus, you will be passionate about telling your children about Jesus. If you're excited about your relationship with Jesus, you will want your children to have a relationship with Jesus. Secondly, we need to teach and model godliness, godly living, a life of devotion to God, a life of commitment to God. Wow, let's model the fear of God. Let's live out our faith in Christ. You know, Paul said this to the Philippians, to the Philippian Christians. In Philippians chapter 4 verse 19. Whatever you have learned or received or heard from me or seen in me, put into practice. Oh, he was so confident about what, they, what he had told them, what they had heard from him, what they had learned from him, and what they had seen in him, that he wanted them to put that into practice. Can you say the same thing to your child? your children, that whatever you've learned from me, whatever you've heard from me, whatever you've seen in me, put that into practice. Friends, we cannot. Our children are very smart. They know when we are genuine and they know when we are not genuine. Our children can tell we're just playing games. Our children can tell we're just acting. And if you're acting, they will also begin acting. If you're just acting being a Christian, they will also act being, being a Christian. If you just act being a, a follower of Christ, they will also act being a follower of Christ. Can I tell you something? We need to teach and model godly living, living the way God wants us to live for His glory. So if you want your children to be, to be forgiving, you need to be a forgiving parent, forgiving guardian, a forgiving, um, um, uncle, auntie. If you want your children to be generous, you need to be a generous person. If you want your children to be loving, you need to be a loving person. If you want your children, you know, to be sympathetic towards other people, you need to be sympathetic. I can tell you, all of us do not want our children, none of us wants our children to have bad manners. So if you, if you don't want your children to have bad manners, then model good manners. And what are the good manners? Oh, those manners are based on what the Bible teaches us. Fourthly, no, rather, thirdly, how do we enable our children to come to Jesus? By involving them in the local church. By bringing them to church. By leading them to church. I'm grateful today you brought your children or your church to, to your, or your child to church today. Thank you for doing that. But it should not just be a one-off. This is what the Bible says. In Psalm 92 from verse 12 to 15. The righteous flourish like the palm tree and grow like a cedar in Lebanon. They are planted in the house of the Lord. They flourish in the courts of our God. They still bear fruit in old age. They are ever full of sap and green. They are fruitful and they are blessing to other people. To declare that the Lord is upright. He is my rock. And there is no unrighteousness in him. Can I tell you something? You need to bring your child. You need to bring your children to church where they're taught the word of God, where they're discipled, where they're they are, they are shown God's ways. I'm glad my grandmother introduced me to church when I was a child. And can I tell you something? It's no surprise I'm a pastor today. 
I got involved in church when I was a child. I know it. Hey, you don't know what God wants to do in the life and through the life of your child. Bring them to church. We have children's church. And can I tell you something? Get involved in serving in children's church as a facilitator, as an uncle, as an auntie. Some of you are saying, what other church has no place for me? There is no place for ministry for me. I can't just sit there in the pews and enjoy music and listen to good preaching. I want to be involved. Hey, there's opportunity for everybody to be involved in the church. You get involved in children's church. Open a children's cell in your home. Open a moth cell for teenagers in your home. Host one. Be an encourager of children to come to have an encounter with the living God who has a plan, who has a purpose, who has a future that is better than anyone has for them. You can get involved. So finally, and I mean this is final, the final one now. Yes. What should you, what should we do to enable our children to come to Jesus? Let's pray for our children. Jesus prayed for the children who were brought to him. The parents wanted him to pray for them. You pray for your child. Pray for those children. You never know what God will do in their lives. You have the testimonies here a while ago. I mean, when you pray for your children, Something happens. These children have, the ones who testified here, have a personal relationship with God. Pray for your child continually. Don't give up. Even when they go wayward. Man, even when they mess up, don't give up on them. Don't begin calling them agents of Satan. Demons now. You're full of demons. You will never, never amount to anything. That's not the language we should speak. We should speak of our children good things, positive things in prayer. Let's declare of our children what is good, the favor of God, the future God has for them. Attack Satan. Okay, I should not say attack Satan. Command Satan to get out of the lives of your children. And some of you maybe have children who have walked away from God. And now you feel you're a failure. You're beating yourself up. Can I tell you something? You did your part. Leave the rest to God. Now continue praying for that young man, for that young woman, for your son, for your daughter. They're grown up. They have the liberty to make whatever choices they've made. But yours is to pray for them and love them. Let me end uh, this. And Pastor Brian is coming to close this service. Let me end what I'm sharing with you. A true story. Pastor Gary Skinner told us one time a story that he returned home. He came back home in the middle of the night and he had his parents praying for him. At that time he had strayed from the Lord. He had, his heart, had, his heart had, had grown cold towards God. So when he had his parents praying for him, he was moved. He was touched. Look at what God has done through Pastor Gary and his wife, Mama Marinen. Look at what God, who knew? So you pray for your child and become the enabler of your child, of your children to know Jesus. Their best is in store for your child, for your children from God. Thank you for listening. We hope this encourages you to step into the new. 
Tune in next time as we delve into the Word of God. For comments and feedback or counseling, write to connect at watotochurch.com. Hey, hey,